0: coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In verse 1 and following, Paul tells us that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But in verse 4, that but God verse, he informs us that God stepped in and rescued us because Of his great and immeasurable love. That's fabulous. But he did more. In verse 5 we learn that he made us alive together with Christ. We who were dead he made alive. That's amazing. However Paul doesn't stop there. Not only did he make us alive but he raised us up with him. That's verse 6. Unbelievable. But even this isn't the climax because verse 6 goes on to tell us that he seated us with Christ in the heavenly places. Wow, that's our present position. Now we might live here on the earth in southern Manitoba but actually our permanent address is with Jesus Christ in the heavenly places, seated there alongside of him. Now, all that sounds wonderful, but it sounds a bit spooky too. What does it mean to be seated with Christ in the heavenly places? Well, this morning I want to suggest to you four practical ways in which this works out in our life. First of all, The best seat in the house, seated with Christ, is a place of rest. Now, in the book of Hebrews, we learn that under the old covenant, no priest ever sat down. In fact, in both the tabernacle and the temple, there weren't any seats for the priests because they were always running around offering sacrifices and making offerings. You see, under that covenant, sin was covered but never taken away. The covering was temporary. There was no permanent remedy. And so the priests were always on the move, always on the go, every minute Uh, well not every minute but every day of every week of every year offering sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice but when Jesus died on the cross his final words were it is finished and afterwards Hebrews tells us he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high did you notice what he did? He sat down because the cross was a sufficient sacrifice. That's what we've been remembering around the table this morning. That the cross finished the work of salvation. The cross can take away the stain of every sin. The cross can take away the guilt of every sinner. The death of Jesus Christ is not a deposit on salvation. It's not an insto- installation, a-, a next payment towards a fuller price. But the cross is the price of salvation in full. And this morning, Peter reminds us that we were redeemed. That means we were bought We were purchased, we were owned, not through corruptible things such as silver and gold, but through the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot. At the beginning of the Old Testament, God finished the work of creation and then rested in it. And at the beginning of the New Testament, Christ finished the work of salvation And sat down and rested in it. And we are seated with him. Resting in a finished work this morning. That means we are really saved. That means we are really forgiven. That means our guilt really is taken away. There's no shadow of doubt about it. That means we really are children of God. Not could be or might be or will be, but are right now because of the cross, because of what he has done and because he is seated in heaven and we are seated with him, we are resting in a finished work. Watchman Nee, the great Chinese commentator and preacher once said, Christianity does not begin with a big do, but with a big done. We don't do anything. He did it all. A number of years ago, on British television, uh, the singer Lionel Richie was being interviewed by Jeremy Vine. And... Lionel Richie was talking about his upbringing and his background in in poverty and the struggles that his own father had with managing his money. And so after the junior Mr. Richie became rich and famous, he decided to give his father a birthday present he would never forget. The day arrived and the present was there in the front room. And it was a a, a massive parcel, all wrapped up with birthday greetings wrapping paper. And so Mr. Ritchie Sr. tore off the first layer of paper, only to discover that inside was a box, and inside that was another wrapped box. And so it went on, until maybe half an hour later, he got to the final box, and opening it inside... There was an envelope. And as he opened the envelope, there was a card. And inside the card, it said, All debts paid. You mean you paid off my credit card? She, senior said, Yes, Dad. Then what about my bank loan? That's gone too, Dad. Then I can work at paying off my card. No, Dad. I paid it off. Then all I've got left is my mortgage. Not even that, Dad. All debts paid. And for the rest of his life, Mr. Richie Sr. rested in the finished work that his son had accomplished on his behalf. And in the same way, Jesus Christ has given to us the assurance that all our debts, not our financial ones, but our moral ones, our spiritual ones, are paid. We are forgiven. The work is done. And we are seated with Christ, resting in a finished work. The best seat in the house is a place of rest. But there's more. Secondly, the best seat in the house is a place of security. Back in 2014, uh, Val and I uh, were in Scotland. And one of the things, one of the tourist attractions there was the Britannia. Now for 40 years, Britannia was the royal yacht, the queen and Uh, The Duke of Edinburgh and all the royal family used to use it as their own private ship, really. It was decommissioned and now it's a tourist attraction. So the likes of you and me can actually go and be on the royal yacht. And we really wanted to do that and we managed to secure two tickets. Now, as well as being very luxurious, we learned that the royal yacht was very secure. Because whenever the Queen was on board, wherever it was in the world, it was shadowed by a warship. And if any pirate anywhere in the world had any designs on kidnapping the monarch of England, they would have had a fully armed warship to contend with. It was a place of security. But on land, Security is the name of the game at the United States Bullion Depository. We know it as Fort Knox. Where there is $260 billion worth of gold bullion stored. Now, let's suppose that you and I wanted to secure our own financial situation and and we decided that we'd try and rob that. But to get to it, you have to scale four perimeter fences, sneak past armed sentinels, become invisible to a dozen surveillance cameras, blast your way through four-foot-thick granite walls, pick the locks of a maze of doors, and crack an ever-changing combination that's attached to a 22-tonne vault door. And then, if we had the strength to lift up and remove 5,000 tons of the precious metal, we'd be met by the 30,000 troops from the military base that's right next door. In other words, it's pretty secure. But I know a place that's even more secure than that. More secure than a cabin on the Royal Yacht. More secure than Fort Knox itself. And it's being seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Resting in a finished work and safe and secure in the care and keeping power of Almighty God. Listen to what the Bible says about you and me. My sheep hear my voice and I give them eternal life. They will never perish, and no one will pluck them out of my hand. That's where you are, in the hands of Jesus Christ, safe and secure. Writing to the Colossians, Paul says, Your life is hidden Christ with God. Writing to the Romans, he says, Nothing in all of creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Years before, in Deuteronomy 33, Moses had said, the eternal God is your dwelling place. He is above us because the psalmist tells us we find refuge under his wings. He is beside us because David says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. He is behind us because Isaiah says the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. And he is beneath us because Moses assures us that underneath are the everlasting arms of God. And that's true of every one of us this morning. We are in a place of security. Nothing can touch us without his express prior permission. But God dispatches angels to minister to us. They... they, envelop us with their arms. They paved the way for us. They ward off attacks against us. We are precious to him. And this morning, we're living in a place of absolute security. We are totally safe, totally secure, totally protected, and totally preserved. It's a place of rest. It's a place of security. But there's a third truth about this best seat in the house. The best seat in the house is a place of authority. I mentioned um, the writer to the Hebrews, actually echoing Psalm 110, where David foresees the enthronement of Christ in heaven. And he writes, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. But then he adds a second sentence and he says, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Now what that means is this, that at the cross, Jesus defeated every enemy. He defeated sin, he defeated sickness, and he defeated Satan. But right now, they are in a practical way being made a footstool for his feet by being subjected to his gospel. That explains why the church is constantly advancing and constantly growing. Did you know that in the last 100 years, the church of Jesus Christ has quadrupled in size? That's why... There are more converts added in the last 25 years than in the previous 2,000 years of church history. That's why every two seconds a new convert comes to Jesus Christ. Every time your heart beats, somebody somewhere in the world gets saved. One more. One more. One more. One more. That's a wonderful truth that the enemies of Jesus are being made subject to him. Amazingly, it's happening in a powerful way in, in two enemy strongholds. First of all, in communist China, where according to the University of Boston School of Theology, the church has experienced a 10,000% Rise in numbers. That's the greatest, the most steep expanse, e- expansion of the church of any time in church history. And according to Charisma News, in Indonesia, Muslims are coming to Christ. Two million every year. The enemies of Christ are being made a footstool for his feet. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. But then, there's another truth. He says, out of Zion will go your mighty scepter. Now, the truth is this. There's a partnership between heaven and earth, between God and his people. Jesus is on the throne and he wears the crown. But no sooner does he get the crown than he gives his scepter to his people. He has absolute authority, but the church has delegated authority. And so, out of Zion, that's the people of God, goes forth the mighty scepter. And do you know how we wield that scepter? We wield it through prayer. You see, when we pray, something always happens. Prayer isn't just whistling in the dark, it's not just talking into the air, it's not crossing our fingers and closing our eyes and, and wishing that something good is going to happen. But when we pray, James 5 tells us that energy goes forth. Something happens when a righteous person prays and it causes mighty things to come to pass. Let me give you an example. A pastor friend and I planted a church in England. It was in a garrison town, so it was a pretty tough place. Area, And to try and make contact with some of the young people, we made a point of going onto the local sports field to engage some of the youth and chat to them and invite them to our uh, services. Well, we we were there one time and uh, we were engaging this group of people and we were telling them about the good things that God can do. And so one girl said, well, Do you think he can do anything about this? And and she thrust out her hand very defiantly, and it was full of warts. And so my friend, and I had to admire him, he he really got on a roll, and he said, well, absolutely, God can do something about that. When Jesus was on earth, he cleansed the lepers. He, he, He healed things way more, way worse than this. And my friend John's going to pray for you. I thought, wow, well, thank you. I, yeah. he, he talked it up and then passed the book to me. And I thought, what do I do, Lord? The scepter. Take the scepter. Pray. So I prayed, and I must confess, I, I didn't wield that scepter with great, with great conviction. But the next day, we were back on the sports field, and she was there, and she said, hey, look at my hand. And it was completely normal. See, when we pray, something always happens. A number of years ago, Val was asked to open a a transitional program in downtown Winnipeg for newcomer children to Canada from war-torn backgrounds. A lot of them came from the African countries, some of them from the countries that are in the news right now in, in, uh, in the Sudan. We had a, a budget of $20,000. But by the, city, by the time the city had finished with us, the cost of opening up our space was way over $100,000. And we didn't know what to do. So what do you do? Wield the scepter. And so we prayed and we said, Lord, we believe this is in line with your will. This is about refugees, it's about widows, it's about orphans, it's about the disadvantaged. Would you let your kingdom come? And then things started to happen. Checks came in from churches, from businesses, from individuals. Trades said, we'll do this pro bono or we'll do it at a a lower cost because we believe in what you're doing. We just heard the other day that the then principal, Peter Todd, he had to go into school to write a check for $20,000 for um, some piece of equipment. And he said, we didn't have the money in the bank. So in integrity, I couldn't sign the check, but I needed to. He said, and so I sat at my desk and I wielded the scepter and said, Lord, I give this need to you. He said, right then the telephone rang. He picked it up and it was a relative in England and the relative said, you know, I've heard about this classroom and I want to give you a gift. And she told him what the gift was and he did a quick computation. $20,000. You see, when you pray, something always happens. What unyielding situation is in your life? What need do you have? Don't let it crush you, don't let it dismay you. Wield the scepter. Because you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And that's a place of authority. He has the crown. He has absolute authority. But he's given the church the scepter. When you pray on Thursday night, you're wielding the scepter. You're making a difference. Circumstances are changing. When you're asking for that pastor... The forces of heaven are going out into the world to the one whom God is calling and they are preparing the way for them to come. Keep on praying. In fact, why not up the ante? Do it more than once a month. Wield the scepter and see what God will do. Well, we are seated with Christ in a place of rest, in a place of security. In a place of authority. And finally, the best seat in the house is a place of favor. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. In the ancient world, that was where you put the honored guest. That was where you put the VIP who'd come to your house. That was where the special celebrity sat. So when Jesus tells us, through Paul, that we are seated with him in the heavenly places at God's right hand, it's telling us that we have favor with him. You know, one of the things that I'm aghast at is the warped view that many Christians have of God. That somehow he's displeased with us, or else he's disappointed with us, or he's brandishing a stick just waiting for us to step out of line so he can whack us with it. Nothing could be further from the truth. God is our Father. He loves us, He loves to give us good gifts. And because He's our Father, He looks at us not with disappointment, but with favor. You know, Abraham Lincoln, here he is, during the turbulent years of his presidency, when every day was crammed full of important decisions and meetings with important people, there was one person that took precedent, and that was his little son, Tad. Tad. And his father could be with the Secretary of War or he could be with the Secretary of State or he could be with a foreign dignitary. And Tad could walk right in and have his father's ear because he was favoured. Apparently, John Kennedy was the same. Now, Jackie, she was a disciplinarian and she used to crack the whip and she would try and corral John Jr. and... And Caroline. But their dad doted on them. And, and here he is. That's the resolute desk. It's historically very, very important. And here's John Jr. just playing hide and seek in the desk. And, you know, I can see the look on, on the president's face. He's, he's just delighted that his son is there. Did you know that's how God sees you and me? He's just delighted In our presence, not disappointed, but delighted. You are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And that's a place of favor, and God's heart is open to us. So, the best seat in the house. To be seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Not on a first-class suite on a sleek airliner, not in the front row of a rock concert, not in an executive suite at the Super Bowl, but on the throne of heaven with our Savior, Jesus Christ, a place of rest in a finished work of salvation. You're really saved. You're really forgiven. A place of security. You're really safe. Because he is above you, beside you, beneath you, and behind you. A place of authority, wielding the scepter and making a difference. And a place of favor, enjoying the goodness of God. But maybe there are some people here, or maybe you listening to this, and... You don't know Jesus Christ. Well, now is the time to know him. And he wants to lift us from where we are and seat us with him in the heavenly places. As we confess our sin, as we look to him for forgiveness, so he'll hear and answer, and he'll come and lift us into where he is. Jen, why don't you come and lead us in one final song? Why don't we stand together? Lord, I just want to thank you for your word. It feeds us. It encourages us. It strengthens us. And I want to pray that each one of us would have a new appreciation of where we are, where we live. We are in Christ. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. And for all that that means... Would you burn that into our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name.